Samuel Jackson. It's my beer. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. What is up, and welcome back to the HT We Are podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Ham, And I'm Maddie Jane. Maddie Jane! What is up? What is up? It's beautiful to be back, isn't it? Yeah. So, much needed break, recharge the batteries, and, uh, you know, focus on ourselves. Yes, we do have lives outside of this podcast. Barely. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm, I got Madden 21, Freddie, so I'm getting back into Oh, you Madden. got it? I did just ah. because, now I, I understand, and listen, we all know, we could talk, I know the game. No, can we have the Madden conversation? Because we didn't have it all year. Well, yeah, I mean, it's trash, well, Let's talk right? about it. But. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you, I mean, you're enjoying playing it, right? Well, see, and I, and I love, I'm all about, like, a career mode type of deal, right? Face of the franchise, listen. I love the opportunity to get drafted to Washington. Like, come on. Like, that's cool. And then I haven't played Madden in a long time. I I was more um, getting back into NBA 2K more than anything. But I was like, let me play some Madden. I know it's trash. Everybody says it's trash. I know that. But I've I've been enjoying it. But, uh, I mean, of course, it it is what it is. I'm going to say my piece about the Madden franchise. All right. Go ahead. I have been a player of Madden for 21 years. I have gotten the new Madden every single year since 2000, and this was the first year that I did not get it. Wow. And I did it on principle, because time and time again, the developers of the game, EA Sports, have shown that they do not care about the people who made that franchise what it is. I'm talking about who made the video game what it is the loyal fans of that game franchise players like me okay players who want to have an immersive game where we can control all aspects of our team and do the things that we want it's ridiculous that you have to go back to madden 2005 madden 2006 by the way when superstar mode which is the precursor to what you're now talking about right right now with the face of the franchise mode to have the the type of game experience that you would expect to get from all of this the level of immersion the level of control everything that you could do i mean gosh madden 05 bomb ass soundtrack really really deep franchise mode you had uh players you had uh different personality characteristics you had the tony bruno show which was very uh, innovative at the time you could read the newspaper about your franchise uh you could customize your stadium you could relocate your team you could set your ticket prices concession price. you could literally control every aspect you could even control the coaching staff including your coordinators and there was a training camp. The biggest innovation in Madden franchise in the last five years was they gave us a practice squad. Mm. This is bullshit. Yeah, no, I agree. It's gotten to a point where they devote all of their time and energy, it seems, to uh, Madden Ultimate Team and to the casual players. And again, I get that to a degree, but it's like you cannot ignore all of these areas of the game that have been just criminally deficient for years 
it just finally gets to a point where you're no longer just pretending like you're ignoring people. You are now being you know, malicious with it. You're basically telling us loyal players of the game. Like I said, right here. Been playing the game for 21 years, Maddie Jane. Yeah. And you're telling me that you do not care about gamers like me. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to buy the game. I'm just not. It's not worth it. I do not understand how do you still not, in your franchise mode, have a coaching staff or a training camp. Do you remember the mini games? Like the, the mini camp games? how much yep. fun those were yeah. or the original superstar mode where it was like you had your apartment and you had a town you could go and get a haircut you could yes. get a tattoo yeah. you could go to like it's think like about NBA, all of, i've been playing yeah. 2K. it's like the, the neighborhood and that's what happened it's like all, yeah. after 2k lost and ea got the exclusive rights to where they could just have a monopoly on pro football games i mean you kill your competition and you're allowed to put out a mediocre product because there's no one in the marketplace. Yeah. It's horrible. It's the worst thing that could have ever happened uh, for games. There are still people right now still playing 2K5. Yeah. And for good reason. It was a great game. Right. And at the time, it sold for $20 while the regular Madden sold for 50 Yeah, that's right, kids. Anyone listening to, to this? <laughs> yeah, video games used to be $50. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just, I had to get that out. It never really came up in the season to talk about Madden. And I, there's a lot of, um, there's actually people out there that try to use their trash football takes. Um, they try to justify it with Madden. Like there's literally people out there that put stock into Madden player ratings. Like they mean something, which is amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, but Bottom line, though, listen, hey, if you play Madden and if you played this year's Madden and you had fun, like, sure. I mean, and that's still fun. I mean, just going in and playing a game, like, that's cool. But I just cannot support a company that is just going to blatantly ignore its fans uh, any more than I could as a fan of any other franchise, whether it be sport, uh, entertainment, whatever, right? Yeah. So speaking of things that uh, are difficult to support and organizations that make questionable decisions. We got to address this elephant in the room, Maddie Jane. Uh, I feel like uh, we would be doing a disservice to ourselves uh, and especially to our listeners if we did not talk about this. Uh, The announcement that came out last week that the uh, First Ladies of Football, formerly Redskins cheerleaders, now Washington football team, would be disbanded in favor of a... Uh, co-ed uh, a dance squad sort of uh, entertainment I don't know exactly what it's going to look like what it is but that came down and appeared uh, at least uh, on the surface to be done uh, a little bit hastily also really looked like it could have been handled better uh, which to be honest with you really kind of surprised me in the way that our new front office has been uh, has been handling things and been doing things with what appeared to be a lot of transparency obviously there were a lot of uh, cheerleaders first ladies of football 
that uh, found out that their position uh, no longer existed via Twitter. I wanted to know, Maddie Jane, I really have been very interested to know your thoughts about all of this and, of course, the, the fallout from all of this. A lot of people, rightfully so, are really upset. There's a lot of layers to this. You know, we don't know everything that, that goes behind the scenes in the organization. We don't know why they made the decision they did. And obviously it's crap because then when you see stuff blow up on Twitter like that, it, it, it almost reminds me of how it used to be, just the way that it there was that kind of drama that I feel like we haven't seen. That much dysfunction. Yeah, right. And and it did kind of come from a decision the new leadership has made. So I think some of the stuff that, that got me the most, if anybody said anything that is anything similar to, to what I'm saying here, I'm definitely not in any way calling out any specific people on what they what they said or how they feel because we all have you know our opinions on this stuff and and I think they can all be valid and and so um, I have my opinions and this is what they are I think I think I'm trying to just kind of look at it from their perspective and, and look at it in context and you know there was a lot of people that I saw uh, when it first came around and they're like hey like Y'all, like, y'all gotta, this is a part-time job. Like, this is their part-time job. This is, you know, they're not getting paid that much. Like, this is not their, okay, all right, you're right. It's their part-time job. Uh, but can we also look at the fact that probably for some of these cheerleaders, like, this was their dream job, right? It was part-time, sure. It's part-time. Uh, but this might have been the thing that that woke them up in the morning and brought them joy. This could have been the thing that, you know, they were so passionate about and they finally, they made it to this point. They could have wanted to be, you know, a cheerleader their entire, and to be a cheerleader for a professional, like, football team, to be, maybe they're Washington fans, who knows? Like, there's so much here that you can think of and like, yeah, it's part-time. They didn't choose for it to be part-time. It's part-time, yeah, yeah, whatever. But like, I think, I think it's more about, okay, I just think if you really want to right the wrongs and you want to say, you know what, yeah, the formers, they did treat them like trash, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to keep them around and we're not going to treat them like trash. We're going to treat them that, like they deserve to be treated. But I understand there's a lot of things going on in the overhaul of the fan experience in, in Washington, so maybe this was already in the works. Who knows? I don't know. Whatever. But either way, that whole, like, you know, the only way that I'm going to get to live my dream part-time and low-paid sorry but the only way i'm gonna get to live my dream and to do the thing that i want to do is i'm gonna have to be treated like a piece of meat um and i just think that's a lot of the stuff that i was kind of thinking on because you see a lot of people's thoughts when stuff like hits this hits the fan right like you see how a lot of people feel and i'm okay with the people that are like listen whatever the cheerleading squad well i just want to see the win team win football games i'm not okay fair enough like you don't really care about the cheerleading squad because you just care about the football aspect it's a bigger picture than that like you don't understand it's not just about the fact that the cheerleaders aren't going to be there on sundays like it's so much bigger than that and most people are just like oh well and it's like and that's how we can see how you just don't get it like you just don't understand and i'm not asking somebody to try to understand being a woman or anything like that because I haven't dealt with what they've dealt with and I'm a woman but I'm saying like look at this whole picture and really try to like look at this and don't speak so much before you really like take it all in I think a lot of people do that and I just I, that's why I was tired of listening to people talk about it because I'm like Y'all just are kind of missing the point. Like, it's not about that. Yeah, and just because it doesn't mean something to you does not mean that it's not important to somebody else. Right. And it's not even about, and you spoke on the whole, you know, this being someone's dream. It's not even just a dream. It's an opportunity. Well, yeah. It's what you can do being in that position, being able to have the interactions and make the connections that you make. Yeah. You know what I mean? And get a sense of fulfillment in 
what you're doing. And the other thing is a lot of these women are fans, big fans, right? strong fans, better fans, know more about the team than you, bro. Right. So there's all of that too. And again, there are three sides to every story. Again, there's the cheerleader's side, there's the front office's side, and there's the truth. Yeah. Right? And we're never going to know 100% everything about all that happened. So I think that you and I at least can agree that it should have been handled, could have been handled better. It's been really the first, I think, big misstep that I've seen. It's the first time that I've gone, hmm, I don't know about that one, guys. Yeah, me too. You know? And maybe... Maybe it was just destined to happen this way, and there was no better way that it could have been done. But you can't help looking at something like this and thinking, maybe this could have been handled in a better way. Yeah. Or at least in a way where you don't have these cheerleaders on social media saying, hey, we were totally kept in the dark. Right. You know, it's if not nothing else, I mean, because it was if it was foregone that this was going to be dismantled and this was your plan and this was what you were going to do, I think you at least owe these women here. You owe them at least, at the very least, that you owe them, okay, not finding out via Twitter about their fate. Yeah. That is really a slap in the face. Right. Like, you're all about transparency. Like, be transparent with your sure. employees. And like you said, you could have done it better. It could have been handled better. So The other thing, too, now, you know, when there is a misstep and the culture has truly changed, if you make a mistake, I mean, that's fine. We all make mistakes and yeah. nobody's perfect. Uh, but own up to it. Yeah, I'm surprised that we have heard admit that you Admit that, you know, it could have been handled differently and then do what you can to I mean you can't fix it you know it's yeah. been done we digress we're about positivity here on HTWR and let's reiterate again okay we love this team we love the direction of the organization do we agree with everything that the team does no we don't agree any more with everything that the front office does any more than we agree with everything that the coaching staff does so on and so on and so forth do we agree with the play calling all the time? Absolutely not. <laughs> right. So, you know, it. but hey, we're here to host a show and bring you our opinions. That's one thing that we're always going to do is we're always going to be honest, right? Absolutely. So speaking of honesty, really, really good opinions and um, someone who builds up women. I know a great guy, Corey Sanchez yeah. on the Warpath. The On the Warpath YouTube channel, which, by the way, if you don't subscribe to any Washington football YouTube channels, go and subscribe to this one. It's fantastic. He puts out great content. Um, I don't know how we didn't connect with him sooner, but, hey, better late than never. He's here. He's here, and we got a lot of really, really interesting stuff to talk about. So I don't want to wait anymore. Let's bring Corey on, okay? Let's bring him on. So, Corey, what's up, brother? Oh, man, it's good to be here. Uh, the rent is up. That's about it, uh, <laughs> Freddie. <laughs> no, the, the rent is too damn high. Yeah, so, all right, the big news came down. Big QB name is officially off the market, talking about Dak Prescott. And I know, Corey, for you, you were a big... Uh, you were a big uh, proponent of, of Dak, weren't you? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I told y'all when you came on my channel that I'm petty. I, I, I don't forget things. 
And I thought the best thing that Washington could do was go out and at least make an offer to get Dak Prescott to come to Washington. But after looking at it, I think it's going to be like $160 million. 120 of that is guaranteed. And I think he's going to be signing like a $75 million signing bonus. And a lot of people are trying to say, Dak's not coming here. Dak's not coming here. But die on that horse. I would have got shot on that horse. Whatever need if we could have brought Dak here, but it didn't get to free uh, to free agency, and you know it is what it is. I- I'm just on to the next thing now. I'm like a, uh, I'm like the goldfish. No, what's that, uh, Dory? I'm like Dory. I, I have short term memory, so I go. forgot who's Dak. Maddie Jane, what would you do with 164 million dollars? I would probably sleep all day, every day, um, and just hang out with my cat. You know, as you get older, your priorities change. I used to, like, have dreams of doing big things. Now I'm just kind of tired. So I think I would just sleep and give money away to people that need it and just sleep and not work. I feel you on that. I mean, sleep and cats, I mean, that that's the life right there. I mean, that's kind of, that's the life that the Sanchise is living, ain't it? Yeah. Um, Tyson, he is a little tabby cat. He was born in November. I got him uh, last week. I went up to Ohio where my fiance, she goes to Ohio University. She's getting her PhD. Shout out, Anna. Um, But um, her roommate's family had raised some kittens. I was like, you know, it's just me here in this uh, apartment. And, you know, outside of talking about football and everything i don't have anything else to do so i'm like <laughs> i need to i need to be responsible for something that could cause mass destruction uh why not a cat so <laughs> that's what i decided to do but he's kind of put me in a routine as of late he um he lets me sleep though so it, it is good though to have a cat that'll let you sleep and um he's a good kid we uh why he watched the capitals with me it's it's really heating up and everyone's chiming in uh the uh the so-called experts and all of the analysts talking about who their top uh qbs are and one name that keeps coming up and i was i was really really hoping that it wouldn't but i knew that it would and that's kellen mond his name is really starting to come up i mean there's even uh there's some people talking about him like he's a first round talent you know i wanted to get your thoughts what you thought about that Corey. what you think about kellen mond and, and also some of the other quarterback prospects people we've been talking about for a while you know i mean maddie jane's got justin fields i got trey lance i like mond i, I i've been a, I, I like mond what i've seen out of him in the senior senior bowl i i think that he could come in there maybe behind somebody uh go in there and learn behind heineke or allen or whoever it may be and Love him in the second. Yeah, I, I'd huh? like him in the third or the fourth, honestly. I think he can get down to there. Uh, but I, I think the third is where you're going to see Calamon get drafted at. And I, I've been running some projections through Pro Football Focus, just playing around with and everything. And it seems like he goes probably around pick 124. Uh, but... I think the guy, he, he played in one of the most competitive conferences, the most competitive conference in college football. I think he played all right against Alabama, although Alabama was blowing out everybody. I actually sat down and was able to watch that game. I was like, this kid isn't bad for what he has to deal with and everything. So I like Kellamond. I, I think he could be a good guy for us, and he comes out of the system with Jimbo Fisher that that kind of gets these guys ready and you know the last time 
Jimbo Fisher had a great product out here. He was trying to steal crab legs and everything. So, you know, I I don't think Kellen Mond's going to do that. Uh, so, I think it'd be good. I, I, I like Kellen Mond. Don't, don't talk bad about you Kellen Mond like crab that. Like that. No, when we was on your channel and the Jameis Winston came up, I told you that's what we could, that's, that's his signing bonus right there. Yeah. That's Jameis Winston's signing bonus. Just give him some crab legs. But, hey, everybody's been talking about he can see now because that was that was the issue, right? That, that was the issue. That was why he was inaccurate. That's why he made bad decisions, right? Because he couldn't see, right? That just explains away everything. Freddie and I haven't even talked too much in depth about this quarterback, but I think this is another name that's getting brought up a lot. And now a, wa- a lot of Washington fans were at first. They were like, heck no, don't bring him here. We don't want him. Are now kind of warming up to him. And I'm curious of your thoughts on him. Mac Jones. Our guy Josh Taylor over at Burgundy Network and all as always our fearless leader of the Capital Network. He is just on Mac Jones and he's an Alabama fan, but like uh, I mean we, we need to slow the roll. Slow the roll big time. Yeah, I see I don't know how to feel about Mac Jones. Alabama all their quarterbacks that they've had, I mean, they've got great quarterbacks that have come out. Greg McElroy has been a great talent in the NFL. AJ McCarron, he can't stay off he can't stay off the bench pretty much or on the bench. He can't stay on there, right? Um and, and who else have they had that have been Yeah, exactly. Nobody. You're you you're fooling yourself. So there I get why people hesitate with Mac Jones. Now he he's got some good throws now. He's got some um, all scheduled throws that he's made uh, but I look at it this way and this is probably so oxymoronic of me to say this he doesn't struggle he hasn't had adversity I need my quarterback to like know how to work out of an issue because in the NFL nothing's going to be perfect you can't go to Florida and, and uh, go into every neighborhood and be like oh I like this kid you want to come to Alabama? I'll get you to the pros. I'll get you pros. You can't do that. It's called a salary cap here in the NFL. So you can't have the best. So what are you going to do when you don't have all the tools in front of you? When you don't have a Heisman uh, candidate at wide receiver or a, a top 10 pick at wide receiver? Mac Jones had a great season. 4,500 yards. He, I think he's third in Heisman voting too. But I don't know. He's just, he looks like a dude. He just looks like some dude, not the dude that Chase Young talks right, about. Right, right. He doesn't but look like, special. No. Right. Well, I think I'm just getting to the point where I'm trying, and I, I think I always do this, but like I'm trying to warm up enough to any idea because I just think, you know, especially with Ron having the words coming out of his mouth, like we're exploring all options. Like we have no idea exactly what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. So I just want to, I, I'm just curious. I mean, I feel like we could literally bring up any name and they could be on the table if it's possible, if they're out there, because this team is going to look at everything. So I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but at this point, all we can do is just talk about who we like, don't like, and just let the chips fall where they may. Speaking of chips, who's bringing the dip? Probably Heineke when he's on the IR the first three weeks of the season. Wah, wah, wah. Don't, don't, don't you put that evil on us, Corey. Don't you put that evil on us. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on us. I'm just saying, like, you know, we settle. We Tim settle. We just settle too much, man, because we've had so many crappy quarterbacks or... or... What I was about to ask you, are we Kirk Cousinsing with Heineke? Is that what you're saying? You like that? 
I think so. I, I think we saw a flash in the pan of a guy who went out there. He was trying to get a job. Terry McLaurin, he was playing on, what was it, two high ankle sprains? I'll take Terry McLaurin in a wheelchair. I will. And he show, and he proved that he can play yeah. in a wheelchair. Listen, let's, let's hone this in, right? So my last question to you, Corey, on the quarterback situation, because we're just... Hope we're just going to keep we'll, we'll talk about that forever because it's always we always talk about that as Washington fans every year never fails but now that Dak was probably on the top of your list or like one of your dream scenarios or whatever you want to call it do you have somebody now that you're like okay Dak is gone this is who I want Deshaun Watson no let me stop <laughs> I agree <laughs> I concur Freddie don't you mouth that <laughs> don't you mouth Fitzpatrick dude. don't you put that don't on you Freddie, don't you do? I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I just, I just wanted to get a rise out of you. <laughs> um, no, no fits magic. I would not be upset if they took a flyer out on Mitch Trubisky. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. Cause you could get him at the right. He, you can get him at the right price. He's mobile. He kind of fits that offense. I'm not opposed to looking at Cam Newton. Um. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not opposed to looking at him. I'm not saying sign him. That's two different things. And because you got to have somebody who's done something in the league. You can't just go in here with a man who gets sacked every time he drops back in Kyle Allen. And then you can't do that with Taylor Heineke, who has just really one full start under his, his belt in the NFL. I mean, it was the greatest start of all times, though. <laughs> Our problem right there. The greatest thing of the all problem time is hyperbole? was a loss. It was a loss. But we're sitting here like he, he we, we put him on this pedestal like he should be the MVP of the team. I get it. And hey, that that is that is a very, very fair criticism. It, it is real talk, real talk. And we like that. That's why you're here, Corey. That's why you're here. All right. So so moving on, moving on from the from the from the QB discussion. So uh, this is a little bit different, a little bit different arena for you, Corey. You know, um, obviously you have a, a very successful YouTube channel uh, with uh, the On the Warpath, um, and you've been you know, tearing it up on, on the YouTube front. And you're kind of making your branching out a little bit into the into the podcast game. Like, and we appreciate you coming on. You know, um, appreciate you having us uh, on your channel as well. If you haven't checked out uh, Corey's YouTube channel, go check it out. Go subscribe. Um, it's awesome stuff. It's really, really good content. He works really, really hard. He's putting in the work you put out. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about, man, tell us a little bit about the channel, you know, how it started and about the content that you put out. Well, I, I'm a, a big fan of adult beverages. And I was talking to one of my friends one day and we were just sitting there watching ESPN at this local bar. And he's like, you know, you get so mad all the time. Why don't you just talk about the then Redskins? I was like, I don't think anybody really cares about what I got to say about him. I, I re roll with it. My first video was about Chris Cooley uh, talking about RG3 after RG3 really was gone and stuff. And I, I'm like, I, I hate focusing on the past. I just want to focus on the future. And some people liked it. I caught some. I do, I do lives during the game. So I'm watching the game and uh, we're on live with YouTube, interacting with fans and stuff like that. Um, kind of do play-by-play -play and um, you know I, I, I do live shows every Friday 
uh, before the game, previewing the game coming up on Sunday, and then we do um, picks. So that that's been something that's fun, and you know, I, I like to I like to make people laugh, and I like to make people I, I like to educate folks. Um, I, I think I, I'm a mild educator by uh, by trait. I like to teach. I like to show people how to do things, and I love talking to people. I do a radio show here locally every Thursday. I do um, sports, so it, it, it's kind of like this. This is my niche. I love why I love talking about Washington football. I think I'm the only YouTube channel that had two of the four best podcast fan podcasts in Washington foot, uh, football fandom, by the way, on my channel. So I think that's a great honor. And um, you know, we've had Doc Walker, Al Galdi. Uh, Travis Thomas, who, um, who who's a real cool dude, they've been on there chit chatting. Just we talk about the team and, and shoot the bull. And you guys were on there, uh, and I mean it, it was an honor to have you guys on there. So uh, that's pretty much what I do. I I, I love talking about Washington football. Um, I, I will say that I'm not the biggest draft fan because it, it it's so elongated. I love watching the talent and the prospects and everything and learn about them. But this draft thing is too, too long from <laughs> January to April. Like, bro, I, I, we watching baseball. <laughs> we watching <laughs> baseball at that time. But yeah, so that's pretty much what we do on On the Warpath, man. And you can find me at Sanchez405 on um, Twitter. So that that's uh, where you can find me. But you know, I, I, I'm sorry to be so long-winded on it, but Freddie, you and I talked about this before, that a lot of people in the podcast game and like on Twitter and stuff don't know about the Washington football fans on YouTube. Like I was spitting off guys that have like 15,000 subscribers and a lot of people didn't know uh, who these are. Like there's some great guys on there. Louis T, Ed Oliver, uh, Pedro Smith, Juan Gotti. He, uh, they, though, these are guys that are on there, and they, they've got some great followings. And I just thought, hey, let's let's bridge the gap. We gotta get, because we're all talking about the same thing and got the same common goal. We want to see this team win. And it's so interesting. Yeah. I love hearing like the story of how like content creators, how you know it came to be, and how like that started that that journey. But before, even before that. You became a fan of this team, right? You 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 found a love for this team at some point. I want to know, going back to that, like, how did you become a fan of of Washington football? Where did it start? When did you really fall in love with the team? Like, that that's what I, I love to know. Um, I fell in love with this team at a at a young age. My mom is a, a huge fan. I think my fandom out dwarfs her now, and. Um, she, she, we watched games. Um, I, I, I would get upset at times because we lost a lot. And I was just like, I'm a fan of every team now. <laughs> you know, that, that's where I kind of got that. But you know what? I'm like, my mom is like one of the hardest working people I know. And she doesn't give up on people. And I take that to, I don't give up on people. So I don't give up on my team. That's where I'm from. I don't care, um, you know, what people think about it. Um, you know, my granddad was a, a, a Washington football team, a Redskins fan, whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, they, they they stuck with it, good, bad, or indifferent. 
you pick somebody, you stick with them, no matter what. Um, you know, we all have moments where we're just like, my goodness, my goodness, why are, like, like, what are they doing? Like, and, and I, I think that the people who have stayed around through all this that happened in July and that's still going on, though, we're the real ones. I don't care what anybody said, no matter how we disagree or anything, the ones that have stayed with this team um, and, and have gotten over the, the, the name change and everything like that, and it's moving on, just looking forward, right? Those are the real ones. I got to ask you, favorite player growing up? Santana Moss, hands down. 89, man. Like I said, Santana is the man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Santana Moss is uh, that's that's Maddie Jane's guy right there. Everybody knows I, I love me some Santana Moss. That's that's the guy. That's the guy that made me fall in love with the wide receiver position. Made me l- fall in love with this football team. And so I mean, you got you gotta. That's who we grew up on, man. Like that was our. You know, to me, you know, born in '95, that was my like star. Like those are my stars. Like those are the guys that are like, that's the best I've ever seen. You know, and and so. Um, cause even if you go back and watch, like we talked about the games that you go back and watch and you see the greats of this, this franchise and everything like that, it's, you still can't connect like what, if you were watching it live, right? Like you are guys. And so a guy like Santana Moss, you know, of course you fall in love with them. A guy like Sean Taylor, a guy like Portis, a guy like all these guys, cool it. Of course you fall in love with them. Cause I mean, I mean, and, and everybody knows, I mean, and, and you know, for me, um, you know, my guy is number 26, Clinton Portis. I mean, right. love Clinton Portis. He was he was the guy again that made me fall in love. I wouldn't say you know what made me fall in love with with Washington was the family thing. That's what made me fall in love with the team. But what really made me fall in love with football was Clinton Portis. Got you. That's good. Yeah, that's you know, and and they had swag. You say that you know the U boys. I mean, yeah, Sean it, Sean Taylor. Clinton Portis, Santana Moss, those three dudes, and then you know with with Chris Cooley, I mean those those were the dudes. Yeah. Those were the guys, and you could hang your hat on them. You know, it it was it was fun. We had a little bit of time during the Joe Gibbs 2.0 years where I could say it was probably the only real time for any extended period of time where I felt like yeah you know my team's for real, it's legit, I'm proud, kind of thing. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. And, and, and Freddie, I think you and I are about the same age too. So I, I remember Stephen Davis, man. That, that like when yeah. Stephen Davis used to run, run over, um, used to run over people, and, and those good years he had in the uh, late late nineties, in those early two thousand years, uh, he, he was a he was a straight up baller, man. Corey, uh, thank you so much for coming on with us. Uh, I, I hope. I hope that this has been as much fun for you as it's been for us. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Thank you for um, for uh, letting me come on here and, and chop it up with you. And I, and I hope you have something that's salv- salvageable from me and my long-windedness. But um, Saints, I'd love to come back on here. Uh, I'd love for you all to come back on, on the channel. Yeah, like I said, y'all are uh, friends uh, and we're Washington family. So y'all are always welcome. You just got to say, hey, Corey, that, that's how I feel. But uh, no, it, this was great. I appreciate you all uh, and the work that you all are doing here. And um, I mean, it, it's good to have uh, folks that you can come and talk to about one of your, your greatest joys in life outside of your family 
and, and your friends is I, I, I really do think this is a labor of love and um, you know the, the, talking about our favorite team good bad or indifferent so and in truth you know the the great thing the wonderful thing about all of this and what has been so great and I think I can speak for myself and for Maddie Jane is that um, it, it's all become one thing I mean these are our friends and our family in large part you know to a, to a very strong degree you know and that's i think that's the most wonderful thing the people who really you know who, who take in all of this content and get to discover is the sense of community and how we really are connected and how we really do yeah we disagree with each other but we really do care about each other uh, and we take care of our own. We really do. And I've seen it time and time and time again, um, Washington fans taking up for one another, helping each other out uh, through whatever it is. You know, I mean, I've forged friendships. Again, both of us have. I'm sure you have as well. Friendships and connections that we'll carry for um, all of our lives, you know, well beyond football. I mean, heck, I mean, I, I, I talk to guys uh, who, who run other podcasts, um, you know, other content creators. Um, and there's a lot of times when, I mean, we don't talk football at all. We talk about family. And it's all one thing. You know what I mean? That's what football is. Football is family. This has been an experience, uh, and I, I, I have enjoyed it. Well, appreciate you again, Corey. It's always, always a fun time. Y'all make sure, if y'all haven't found Corey yet, if you don't follow him, Sanchez405 on Twitter and on the on the Warpath on YouTube. Y'all go check out his stuff. Like Freddie said earlier, it's incredible content, and you will absolutely enjoy it, and you will not be... <sighs> You won't be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. So, again, Corey, you're the man. We'll have you back. The Sanchez, Corey Sanchez, on the warpath. Go like, subscribe, hit that bell icon for notifications so that you never miss, you never miss a video. Premium content, grade A stuff. As they say, good sh**. And some good, 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 good. <laughs> I just leave it with y'all like this. I always say on my channel, love, peace, and hail. Maddie Jane, is it legal to have as much fun as we just had with Corey? I'm not sure. I hope so. Oh I can't my go god! Back to jail. Uh, my like, <laughs> my sides hurt. Yeah, from I, haven't, laughing. I haven't heard you laugh oh, that man. much in a long time. Corey had us rolling. Legit, Corey is like the, he is like the the best friend I never had. Yeah, no, like, y'all y'all have a connection, y'all y'all vibe know, for real, right? Yeah, it's yo great. yo we yeah I was getting that yo we should sit at the same lunch table vibe. Right, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, oh man, speaking of lunch table, yo, what was your go to? Uh, what was the go to snack at lunch when you were in high school mm. or middle school or whatever? Uh, well, when I was younger. I, Every day, when I was little, like elementary, middle, every day of school, I ate a hot dog. Every single day. That's, I had a hot every dog. Every day? Pretty much every day I had a hot dog. Unless it was chicken tenders, then I would get, they were called chicken fritters. And I would, it was Ooh. chicken fritter day and I'd get a salad and chicken fritters and I'd put them uh -huh. in my salad and I'd get that on Fridays. But Ooh. other than that, hot dog every day. But when I went to high school, it was more of, um, I would always have fries and I'd put ketchup and mayonnaise on them. Like, of that course. was a pretty much the, a staple, but you, I also you, got the you chicken You mix them sandwich. together, or did you put them on oh, separate? Oh, yeah, no, no. It, together. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. chicken sandwich a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> I was pretty basic and unhealthy. 
obviously. You, you were, are you saying you're, you, you were past tense, no, right. no, pretty basic? No, no, no. I am me, okay? Like, I, there are some things I will change, I think. Um, my eating habits, probably never. And so, you know, y'all going to have me here on HGWR for, for a couple good more years. And then I'm going to be making my way uh, downtown. And by downtown, I mean, you know, six feet under because I'm never going to change my eating habits. And I'm, you know, that's going to be my downfall. But that's OK, because, you know, while you live, you should live happily. And food making makes her me way happy. downtown in a wheelbarrow because she can't walk <laughs> in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> In a wheelchair. You can put me in a wheelchair. Why can't I be in a wheelbarrow? <laughs> in a wheelbarrow. No, 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 no. The what? wheelchair. No, because no, so no, the chair like the chair ain't big enough. Chair ain't big enough. <laughs> My goodness. What a way. What a way to it's be. It's gonna be like, what is up? Welcome back to the HCWR podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Ham. And I'm Murder Jones. <laughs> Listen, probably. Y'all just <laughs> y'all just pray for me. Y'all just pray. Oh yeah. Yo, pray uh, for you, girl. Yeah. Anyway, oh, man. can we talk? We have a, let's talk football. I think that's <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, football. I, I've never yep. really talked football much. We should try that. Yeah, you want to get back to the football thing? Yeah, yeah, sure. Hit the music. Let's hit it. Cue it. Cue it up. All right, go music. All right. So anyway, let's get back to to the real. Okay, props this week. I'm ready to give some props. Uh, it has been a while since we've been here and since we have, since the last time we talked, Freddie, on this podcast, some things have happened and some things have changed. One of those things, one of the biggest things in Washington football recently being that Alex Smith has officially been released. And I think, you know, you see the statement that um, the football team put out, that, that Ron Rivera put out and talked about how they had a good talk and, and everything that happened. Obviously, it was a... Uh, mutual type of you know feeling they, they had the release I think obviously hopefully ended on good terms but just want to give props to Alex Smith because we all know listen how many times do I have to say it I love Alex Smith so much I've always loved him I will always love him and obviously the things that have happened recently have made me love him even more in that being you know him coming back from this injury him him wanting to do what he did him willingness and him being just incredible and an inspiration and a role model for so many he did a lot of really great things and there's you know been a lot of discussion of like you know how how big is his legacy here and all of that stuff well uh, I, I'll say this you know obviously he came in and, and he it's not like he took us to a Super Bowl or he did you know but what he did was really special it's something that that hasn't been done the way that he did it the way he came back from this injury everything that happened I hate that it happened. I wish he could have just been healthy through his contract, and I think we could have been doing pretty well, honestly. I think things could have looked a little different. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I think we could have uh, been in a better place, possibly, had he not gotten hurt. But what happened was great, and and he, he gave us a lot of really good times. Um, he really did. Again, he just did something special this past season, and I'm so proud that he was our quarterback and, you know, I wish him the best in his future um, if he continues to play, if he finds another team. Uh, and it's sad that he got released, but obviously we all know it had to happen. The cap hit was just too great and, and you know, all of these different things. We understand all that, but we can definitely give him props and we can say, Alex, man, Alex, I love you. You are the man. You are great. I'm going to miss you. Thank you. Just a big thank you, right? Like the props, a, a thank you to Alex Smith for everything you did here in Washington. Wish you nothing but the best. 
and yeah, that's that. Yeah, we will. Um, uh, I, I said it uh, when I found out that that he was being released. Uh, I will always, always be an Alex Smith guy. Yeah, for sure. We will always be uh, Alex Smith people. Yeah. You know? If you can't root for Alex Smith, then uh, I just I don't I don't I don't think you have a heart. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. You want to talk about heart? I mean, gosh, he's got to have like. Uh, you remember in uh, in in the Grinch when they showed the little like X-ray where the Grinch's heart grew like. Right. What well, like like grew, I, I swear Alex's heart probably encompasses like seventy percent of his chest. Like it's got to be yeah. huge, right? Huh. I mean, he's just. Uh, gosh, he's he's just got it. He's that guy that you want to root for. Right. He's that guy that he's not even that guy that you want to believe in. He's that guy that you do believe in. You have to. He he yeah. forced you if you he made a That's what he out gave us. If you Alex gave yeah. all of us an example of how to do it, how to persevere, right. how to when everything is against you, when no one believes in you. Right. When no one wants you. All of those things to be able to overcome all of that. I mean, it's just someone needs to make a movie about it one day. Agreed. Um, just please don't cast Keanu Reeves. Uh, oh gosh. That Ugh. yeah, that would be an interesting decision. Oh man. No, but, but you're right. He taught people things. He taught people life lessons and things that are so much bigger than football in his journey to come back to the field. And that doesn't always happen. That's not something that it does happen, obviously. But like having that and having him on our team again, I wish it could have ended. I wish I wish that he could have been healthy and he could have just played, you know, a good however many three, four years here. And just but like he taught he so much. You can gain so much and you can learn so much from his experience. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, sad that it comes to an end, but I, I think we're all ready for this next chapter. And we're just hoping that it's it's not going to be a, a disappointing chapter because we we've had a lot of those. We've had enough of those. Sure, I'm ready. And I, I don't think it I don't think it will be because just as we've had such a great example in in Alex Smith, um, you know, we've had just an equally uh, inspiring and um, amazing example uh, in Coach Rivera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just amazing. It's so cool that we we have a time where. I mean, gosh, where we had Alex Smith on this team and Coach Rivera as our coach at the same time. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's it's funny. Like, we'll go back and think about how excited you were because you've always been an Alex Smith guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Alex Smith came, yep. and um, and obviously how you feel about him, and then how excited you know we were for for Rivera, and all the things that we heard about Coach. And um, I I have uh, friends who are Carolina. Uh, fans who were telling me, you know, before he came, he said, "You're gonna love Coach Rivera. You know, he's he's a character guy. He's a he's a man of his word. He's uh, every all of these positive things. He's a leader. He's just a great man, really. Yeah. And then you see it, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it, it it's just uh, amazing. And as a fan, we get to stand on the shoulders of giants. Yeah, which is what we've gotten to do, um, you know, with, with these people. So excited about that! And listen, team's in good hands. Whatever happens the rest of the way this off season, whatever will be, will be. Yeah, 
right? And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it at nauseum, and we're going to obsess about it. Maddie Jane are going to text. Maddie Jane and I are going to text each other at 2 a.m. about it. But you know what's going to happen is going to happen, and we're going to come out hailing next year like we always do because that's what we do. It's what we do. It's who we are. It's what we're going to keep doing all off season. Keep it tuned right here. We're going to keep talking about it. So until next time, we all hail together. It's what we do. It's who we are. HT, we are. Peace. So let me ask you this then, Corey. Tell me about, all right, who, what is your favorite? Because we talked about this on the pod, uh, on mm-hmm. the last pod. We, we love talking about food. Um, so let's talk about a tasty burger. Ooh! <laughs> let's talk you know tasty what they call burger. You know what they call the quarter pounder in France? Royale with cheese. Because well, you got the big brain on Corey. Because <laughs> of the metric system. Because of the metric system. <laughs> what? <laughs> what ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak what? English and what? <laughs> English, motherfucker, do you speak it? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jules is the best. Samuel Jackson, man. Gosh, that's it. He's like English. That's how I talk. (laughs) Samuel Jackson, it'll get you drunk. You might even bitches in no time. (laughs) (laughs) You might even fight a brother or two. No, Freddie, I think you broke Corey. Oh, 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 man. Oh, two of my favorite things in the world. D- Chappelle show and Samuel Jackson. Man, you can't do this. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Oh, oh, oh God. Yes, they deserve to die. They, they hope they burn in hell. <laughs> a shark ate me. <laughs> Haven't you seen my movies? Juice. Juice. That, that was, was a, a good one. one. Deep Blue, Blue Sea. sea. A shark. Drink, bitch. Hey, boy. Jurassic Park. Oh, God. Oh, God. Jurassic Park. He's always died. That dinosaur came down. (laughs) Chopped him up. Oh, Oh, Jesus wept. Uh, Anyway. Uh, Let's uh, give give a second to compose yourself. It's a shame none of this is going to make it into the episode because this is great stuff. Um, uh, okay, good. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee.